Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter E. (laughs) Is it? No, I don't know. The letter J for Jagged. Isn't that what they would do on Sesame Street? The Jagged would not be the thing they would go for. They'd be like, the letter J for Jolly. Is it Jolly? For Jelly Bean. Jolly is spelled with a J if you are wondering. But Jelly Bean is probably more like what they would use. Or just jelly. Or jump. 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 Yeah, jump. Jump would be what they would use. What I was trying to say is this episode is dedicated to our Patronus, Claire P., who has been our Patronus since the very beginning. Since a year ago, pretty much, when we started our Patreon. Yeah. Could you die? I want to cry. Claire, let me tell you a little bit about Claire. She lives in Texas and has not yet appeared on a dateline. You're winning. You did yes. you did it. She also, to my knowledge, survived Whamageddon. Impressive. Oh my gosh. She is a makeup junkie like you. Oh, Claire. She loves cats. The animal. I'm <gasps> not sure how she feels about angelical cats, angelic. I don't know. Angelical but she's coming to CrimeCon, so we can ask her. I can't wait. Yes. She also said she talked to me about dogs and her converting to Judaism. Because those are things I like to talk about, I guess. That sounds about right. It does. Maybe throw in King of the Hill and Seinfeld. Like if I had to describe you and someone like, was like... She's Jewish and she loves dogs. Yeah, Give me the top five bullet points. Yeah. Jewish and loves dogs would be in Yeah. Those that top five. So I'm she fine. nailed it. So I'm she did it. it. Yeah. No, she did it. We love Claire. And also, if you want to join us at Patreon, at CrimeCon, today's going to be real rough. It's if real want... hot, and I'm feeling very off today. Oh, so boy. Those we, are I'm going to mess episodes. up a lot of my words. It's good. If you want to join us at CrimeCon. Or on Patreon. Use our code for CrimeCon, date, dateline19, to get a discount, and it helps us out. And also, yeah, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash date, dateline. Thank you so much. But Thank we love you Claire. you, Claire. We love you. Uh, so this episode for Claire is called Jagged. It aired on March 29th, 2009, season 27, episode 26, hosted by our Sir Mank, who we have not seen in a lot many moons. It has. It's we've missed him. There have been many tides. There's so many the ebb and flow <laughs> of our lives. Uh, so right away at the very beginning of this episode, Mank gives us a global economics lesson. Yes, he does. Did you notice that? I did. It really has nothing to do with the episode. I mean, it kind of does. He's no, but about it's a definitely fa- a statement. It it's was a, a statement moment. It's like a political mm-hmm. statement that he's yeah. kind of making. Kind of. I mean, it I is. I like, excuse, wow. Yeah. Getting it in there. Yeah. I mean, Just not really. I think in. everyone probably agrees that more things should be made in America, but- it's still pretty funny. It's usually uh, not touched on on, no, on Dateline no. episodes, though. So, no. Mank, we see you. We appreciate it. A tip of the hat. A tip of the hat to you. If you really want to know what Mank thinks about politics, just follow him on Twitter because he's go. very clear. Um, no, he just makes a comment that this story all starts in a factory and there are fewer and fewer factories that are actually making things in the U.S. that are going yep. to people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. This takes place in Ohio, 2015. Mank is standing in a poorly lit but well-landscaped office park of some sort. Sure. Uh, he's t- talking about, this is a really long intro about 
those stories where the police and the victims' families come together and they find healing and love and respect and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like the camera's coming in slowly on him, and mm-hmm. then it cuts right to his face, and he goes, this is not that. That was amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. I know. It was super dramatic. Because I didn't know he was going there with it, to be honest. And I was like, oh, it's not. Okay, set, get your seatbelt on. Let's mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. We're ready. We're yeah. ready, Mank. Yep. Uh, and he's smirking. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this story is about Heather, who is a single mom of a daughter. She worked the night shift at the Whirlpool plant. Uh, I cannot imagine how hard working a night shift is. I really have mad props for anyone who does it. because Oliver does it. Well, not I don't have as much for him, but for yeah. other people. Um, yeah. For real so, people. Yeah. <laughs> not like my fake husband. Yeah. He's not real. <laughs> Who he's no one really a is. a spy. <laughs> he's not working at night, Katie. He is flying to Belgium for some That's sort true. of espionage. That's and then true. he flies back the next day. That's why he's so tired. Yes. Yeah. So one morning she clocked out of her job at the whirlpool plant and disappeared the family started looking for her and filing a missing missing persons report the cop is sean o'connell we're gonna be talking lots about sean o'connell remember that name yeah so Mankey says heather was in the midst of trying something new i.e being mm-hmm. a lesbian that was an interesting way to put that i thought questionable slightly problematic phrasing is it yeah it's it's interesting. I mean, it's a choice. It's not. Yeah, it's not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, the way he worded it was his yes, choice. <laughs> was it's a choice. You can just try it and then like not try it. It's totally up to you. Like like you're picking your different flavors of Keurigs in the morning. You're deciding what genders you're going to date. I mean, so how how would he how how would have been the correct way? She had she was dating a woman for the first time. Yeah, she's exploring new parts of her sexuality. Sexuality. I don't think they're going to say sexuality on Dateline. <laughs> Probably not. Sensual. There you go. She is finding out where she lands on the Kinsey scale. There we go. And it is more towards the center than she had previously thought. That's, That's a, a great really way of compli- saying it. Yeah, and it wouldn't have sounded clunky at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like really it. Good. Uh, so Heather was dating Carmella, and they had been fighting a lot. Maybe had broken up? Mm. After a little bit, the cops find Heather's abandoned car, and on the seat was a note from Carmela about their fight. Sorry, and quick question. We don't know how long after they found they the weren't car, very right? clear. They weren't... No, that's we why I was a, trying to be we vague. Think it was like maybe forty-eight hours. It didn't seem very long. It didn't seem like very long. Okay, yeah. okay. So Heather is unfortunately in the trunk, which almost never happens. In a, at least in movies, it's always a fake out. You know, mm-hmm. when they zoom into the trunk in movies it's always a fake out this is actually she's in the trunk it's very sad she is like a horrible attack she's shot twice she's beaten and probably bound it is horrible Mm -hmm. she is wearing a mickey mouse t-shirt that wasn't hers and didn't have holes in it so someone had put it on her after they shot her She's very mysterious. But did you find that really, like, I found that really disturbing that it was a Mickey thing. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't like it when people do things from the happiest place on earth. Yeah. I don't like it. No. It's no. not, don't put a cart, like, you just murdered someone. Don't put a cartoon character on their body. That's No, not, I mean, that's something really that upsetting. would be in a movie. It where is. Where they're trying to show how 
the juxtaposition or like when someone carves a happy face on a dead body. Correct. Or something awful like that. But in real life, for someone to do that, do you think they just picked the first thing or were they trying to be extra diabolical by picking a Mickey sweatshirt? I'm going to be honest. This case went into very direct, different direction than I thought it was going to go because the Mm -hmm. Mickey sweatshirt is fairly early and I was like, oh, they're going to catch it by tracing the Mickey sweatshirt. Yeah, we're not even sure if they tested DNA on the Mickey sweatshirt. A lot of people on Twitter were questioning, did they even question, did they even, like they have, if it wasn't hers, someone else's DNA is probably on there. Right. Unless they pulled it right out of the laundry with gloves on. But no, because touch DNA on clothing is not a thing, right? It's usually touch DNA on hard surfaces. So touch DNA on clothing, I I think it could be on clothing or hairs. Hairs Um, can. Yeah, or sweat. Okay. So I think there could have been something for sure. Yeah, good call. Okay. Um, but it wasn't my call. It was people on Twitter. I didn't really pick up on it. Good call, Twitters. Yeah. Tweets. Uh, here's another really sick thing about what happened. They had cut Heather's long hair close to her scalp. Yeah, that's really awful. It's really sad. It's really very, it really made me think, it was, are we, is this uh, going to be a multiple murder? See, like, are we dealing most with people a serial on Twitter killer? did not think serial killer. They thought somebody personal. Somebody I did think who that had, too. Like taking away her personality or her femininity by cutting her long hair. Or another girl that was jealous or something. I just thought it was anger. I was like, well, it's either a serial killer or somebody is really mad. Mm. So they cut off her hair. And we're yeah, like, a couple I'm going of people did ugly. say, is this a trophy? That's a lot of hair to cut. I mean, <laughs> dude, right? Taylor's normally takes just a little lock. Remember on 90 Day Fiance and Paul, Paul and Karini, he take his mom hands her a clump of his hair when he's going to visit Karini. Well, that's right, because he likes hair. In the he she hands her he hands her a clump of it and he puts it in his backpack in a special place. Yeah. His mom. That's really weird. That's weird. From her brush. I don't want to talk about this. It, it makes me so... Also, he calls his father, father. Yeah, I don't know we'll about that. We'll have to see I what don't... father has to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh, my God. Paul is a serial religious? killer. Are they in a cult? Mm, I don't know. But there's something going on there. Because that makes me think of Dwight Trout. Mother, father. Oh, hello, mother. Good news. I've married. Tell father. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I just, mm. Mm. Um, there is DNA under Heather's fingernails, but it wasn't on the file, like on in CODIS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And neighbor sees Heather's car. That's DNA, CODIS. Yeah, that's right, right? Yeah, not fingerprints. I can't remember. I haven't watched CSI in a while. A neighbor sees Heather's car being parked and someone getting out of it in a hoodie and taking off on foot, and they couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. Now, this mm-hmm. part makes no sense to me, because mm-hmm. I went back like three times. Mm-hmm. The neighbor saw someone dropping the car off between one thirty in the morning and 3 in the morning. And Heather doesn't get off work until 6 in the morning. Yeah, I don't understand. So I was really confused So by this is the next day. Oh... That, so it's the entire day has passed. Okay, now no, but I it, get they it. don't say that, but that's that's where we're going. The time is a little off in all this because I think again we're not originally given the time when her 
body is found. Right. So okay, it's a that little... that totally makes sense. They use um, cadaver dogs to find a scent, and it alerts to apartment B. Don't trust the B in apartment B. Did anyone watch that show? It was I did. a really funny show on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. It, I love yeah, that I think show. it still is. James Vanderbeek, right? Yes, he was funny in it. I remember him, and I like Kristen the, uh, Ritter. And the other girl I really liked. She's the actress, great. Not Kristen Ritter. I she's liked her. I thought great. she did a good job. Yeah. Um, and she's in this movie called Compliance that I yes. just talked about. Yes. In an appearance on another podcast that I just recorded. I've been cheating on Katie this week. I wish I had a. I'm gonna try to find a sound effect for like tooting your own horn. Toot toot. Humble brag. Toot. Humble brag. Oh, for this other thing that I did, it would have been worse <laughs> if you had just thrown it away. You were at least a little like quiet about it, but if it had just been a thrown away, you, I would not have let that go. That was not going to happen. <laughs> so, well, congratulations, Kimberly. Thank if you. anyone wants to hear Kimberly on. Don't the... say it. Why? I don't know if we're supposed to say it yet. Oh, well, we'll let you know. <laughs> uh. So the woman that lives in apartment B is Kiana Bohr. Yes. Um, is it spelled B-O-A-R or B-O-R-E? No, B-O-R. Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked at I, I looked, did some outside research on this. Okay, so Kiana is a single mom. She's African American, which mm-hmm. is important. And her boyfriend is a drug dealer, maybe. Heather had marijuana in her system. Allegedly. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. That's yeah. why I said maybe. Yeah. Uh, Heather had marijuana in her system because her family said she sometimes smoked it for anxiety. So maybe she had gone there after work to buy some and it went terribly wrong because pot deals often lead to murder, I guess. Yeah, for, for in sure. In nice little apartment complexes. Uh, Kiana did not want to talk to the cops. Kiana had a ton of Mickey Mouse stuff on her Facebook page. I don't think it was a ton. I would I like proof. I think she I maybe know. had one Mickey something. Yeah. Do you know, do you own any Mickey Mouse stuff? I don't. No, I don't think I do. You do no. not want? Okay. No. Like if I have any Disney stuff, it's probably Alice in Wonderland. Okay. But no, like Mickey. Because Mickey can like really easily infiltrate a wardrobe. Yeah. But without no, very much, without it being very hard. We saw, I'm just remembering, didn't mm. Damn It Janet, the mm-hmm. girlfriend of somebody that was doing a walk and talk interview with a local reporter, wasn't she wearing a big Mickey t-shirt? Yeah, yeah she was in Mickey. Damn It Janet was all right. No, she wasn't. Damn It Janet was the wife who couldn't remember, who can't hear things. So she like makes up what she hears and then told that story to the cops. Yeah, Do you remember that yeah, with the yeah. changing the pants for what some reason? Is that? It's the one in the uh, big warehouse, another warehouse. Yes, and yes. it's the janitor the is janitor arrested for it. it. But mm-hmm. I think he gets. I'm surprised there hasn't been a follow up episode because I believe he got acquitted, and they might be retrying him or something like that. So whoa, yeah. Even oh, though my. he's on camera, like leaving, correct, and coming back. Well, didn't he admit it? No. I don't oh. think so. And right. he just blames his wife because she just told like a wrong story to the cops that he had changed his pants. And they're like, where did she get that from? And she apparently <laughs> can't hear things. And she saw that he had pants laying on the bed. So she just put two and two together and then told the police that. 
Because it's important to just connect the dots in your head. And yeah, then tell no, the it's not that. no basis in reality. That's not that's it's overrated. Yeah. Good so job, Janet. this shirt that Heather is wearing, it was an XL. And they make a point of saying that Heather wouldn't wear an XL, but Kiana would wear an XL. And I say, let's stop signing sizes to ourselves. We are all size beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, my God. This is my Dove ad for beauty standards. <gasps> oh. Thank you. We are all size beautiful. Yep. Did you make that up? Is that a t-shirt? There was an ad, a company that changed the sizes on all their jeans to be like, excellent, intelligent, you know, go-getter, enthusiastic, caring. How do you know? It, they had like an ad for it to go against beauty standards like Dove is always doing in their campaigns. Okay. And it was a commercial and the women would try it on and they would go, where's the size? And they were like, that's the size. Compassionate or whatever. I'm size compassionate. I'm size diligent. Yeah, there you go. It's all like Girl Scout traits. They did. They know. They saved. They changed up to Christian character awards. I'm into it. Responsible. Yes. Can you imagine those customer service phone calls? <laughs> I got the responsible. But what I really wanted was honesty. Can I get the honesty in the indigo? The responsible is too tight on me. I want the distressed indigo. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, I don't think they actually did. I think it was just for the commercial, but maybe they really did do it. I don't know. It's a gimmick. Oh, there was another company that made body wash and stuff. It might have been Dove, but I think it was a company that was trying to be like Dove. And they changed all their bottles to be different shapes to represent the different shapes of women. So there was like hourglass and apple and... Whatever else sizes that they give to us, potato. I don't remember. I don't know. Why do we have to fit into a fruit? That's what just if what we don't. What no. if we aren't represented by a fruit? Zucchini. Do zucchinis not a fruit? Carrot. It's a vegetable. Carrot shape. <laughs> Carrot shape. You have really big shoulders. Really broad and shoulders. only one leg. I don't... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. That was the worst. <laughs> I'm really sorry to anyone out there who only has one leg. I'm truly sorry. Oh, um, oh, okay. But you know the sizes, so they made like ones that no, are more I get it. That's heavy the dumbest. bottomed. That's so stupid. And so the bottle, you'd buy the bottle that would represent you, I guess. But like, and literally... then you put it on the counter for the cashier, and the cashier would look at probably you, and then the bottle, and, judge, and then you, and, and the judge. bottle. <laughs> yeah. Because what if the scent that you like, like if they're all different scents, what if the scent you like, you like like honey almond or whatever, right. and that's in the one that's shaped like straight up and down, right. but you're not. You're more <laughs> of like an apple or yeah. a pear, but you. Yeah. By the straight up and down of the thing, quietly judged yes. by Sandy at CVS, who's checking you out. Sandy is so judgmental whenever she checks She's people looking. out. Oh, yeah. Sandy needs to join Kathy worst. and Linda. Yeah. So the surveillance footage is of VHS quality, they point out. And you can kind of see the shapes of two cars driving by. Like, it's, kind of. It is the worst footage. Why? Can we as a country put extra cheese in every single part of a pizza 
but we can't get security cameras that actually have clear footage. Ask Google. There's a car that might be Heather's driving, and then right behind it, there's a white SUV that maybe has OJ and Al Cowlings. What can you see? You know who I am, damn it. (laughs) But what... You can't see that that's Heather's car. It looks like a blob, a dark blob with two headlights. I agree. Totally. That's nonsense. Totally. But the detective, O'Connell, based half of his theory around that this is her car and it's being followed by a white SUV. Well, he's a genius, so let's just go with it. So then there's this guy, Omar Satchel, and he's friends with Kiana and he has a long record. And he has a friend that drove him around once in a while in a white SUV. I think everyone on Earth has a friend that has a white SUV, at least in America and probably Canada. I know like five people who have white SUVs. My mom had a white SUV. But you might have like an acquaintance at least. You would know someone. Or an Uber driver or a Lyft driver. There you go. Somebody's got a white SUV. There you go. O'Connell was hearing on the street that, I guess O'Connell like has street informants or something. I don't know. I think he really wants to think that they he's said informant. informants. They said informant a couple times. So there's somebody in jail that's trying to like get a deal yeah. and is just telling lies. So O'Connell is hearing that Omar, Kiana, and two other people were involved in the murder and someone had tossed a gun in the river. And this I was actually kind of impressed by that based on that tip, he got the department to spend the money to have divers search the river. Yeah. Like, I kind of was, I thought, oh, maybe he's cool. Like, he's actually trying. Yeah. He then publicly named his suspects in the newspaper. That's, that's not great. He did not have evidence. He was trying to, I guess, scare them or shake things up or get them to make a mistake or something. All three of the suspects are related to that apartment building where Heather's car and body were found. This is what doesn't make sense to me, and it seems so obvious, is if they were involved, why would they leave their the car, like, right outside the door of the apartment <sighs> building? You would move it. Correct. Why? Okay, but O'Connell doesn't think of that. He thinks they're just really dumb. And he thinks it was a drug deal that's gone terribly wrong. Yeah. I did think the apartment complex looked pretty cute. Like, it did not look like a place where a drug deal would go so bad that a girl gets murdered. Yeah. Also, she got shot twice and no one called the police. Right. Mank interviews Kiana. She said she's never sold drugs. She's. I thought she dressed up nicely for Dateline. She looked lovely. Mank pushes her about the cadaver dog and she just lets it fly. She thinks that whole thing with the dog is a lie. That O'Connell is just full-on making up things. He had a vendetta against her baby daddy. Mm -hmm. That's why he said that the dog sniffed on her apartment and it never happened. And not even just sniffed, that like, it was like the dog went straight to apartment B. Right. Yeah. Kiana, you can say that you think it's because you're black. Because we're all thinking that too. So you could just say that. So she said the reason that she didn't want to talk to the cops when they came to the apartment is because she was smoking pot. 
So obviously that makes total she, sense. Yeah, she is like, ah, not. I don't want to talk to you now. Also, if it was O'Connell that came and she knew that he had beef with her baby daddy, she would yeah, probably. She's really not going to want to yeah, talk to him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then we meet with Omar Satchel, and he's meeting with Mink. He's wearing a cable knit sweater. And okay, I we had an argument about this the other day. Are these hipster glasses the kind with the it the frame part is just on the top, the little black on top, and then it's clear on the bottom? I, I honestly, I think the problem that I have why why we keep getting mixed up on hipster glasses is hipster glasses are if you are wearing glasses and you don't need glasses. You're wearing glasses as a fashion accessories. That's an fashion... extreme point of hipster glasses. But there are styles of glasses for people who really need glasses that are hipster glasses. Then I would say the hipster glasses would be more the kind that are very look at me. So they're very um, like 1970s, like with the big, big frames, like the, the ones that look like they'd be on Melanie Griffith in Working Girl. Like from the eighties, like that very that swoopy style. That's more a hipster glass. Those little horn rimmed things, those are like a classic style. They are more like I think retro classic, like a retro hipster classic. Would wear. Yeah, but they're not. I would not because I think hipster definitions just has changed. It's not more. It's not like the little hat anymore and glasses. It's not like the fedora and glasses. That's not a hipster anymore. Now hipsters are like normcore. So it's like a Mickey Mouse baseball hat and giant glasses. Okay, I'm not, uh, no, I don't go for normcore. That's ridiculous. That's made up. I can't handle that. Do you, Who do you want me to, do you want me to call America and tell them to stop? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Please. We can go down, we can go down to Silver Lake and we can have some conversations. I do not think that Omar's are. Omar's are more like a Malcolm X style. It seems There you me, go. Which I is not see that. hipster at You're all. You're right. Yeah, I yeah, can see that. That's a, that's a classic. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, so he says he's never even met Heather. He thinks he's a scapegoat because he's black. There, finally someone said it. Well, he but said his lawyer told him that. Yeah, he that's said, true. He said, my lawyer said that they picked on me because I am African American and I have a record. And I was like, probably. Yeah. And Mank does not go easy on him with the records. No, he, he, says, does, he does the opposite of go yeah. easy on him. I was he's, shocked. <laughs> he goes, here's a list of your priors. That pulls out a thing. He hands him the list of his priors, and they are as long as a CVS receipt. Yeah. He says, well, he says it's he says the proverbial. As, he said it's the proverbial record as long as my arm. Yeah. And Omar's like, I don't know what to say. Like, yes, I did some of this, but that doesn't mean I murdered someone. So. But why does Mank kind of go in on him? Well, he's trying to make the point. He's. I think he's trying to defend the cop a tiny bit to say it's. Because he says it's no, it, you shouldn't be shocked that they looked at you. Like you have a really long rap sheet, so they're gonna look at someone with a record. But I think it's just surprising that they went after him for being associated with someone who lived in that apartment. It's kind of a stretch, right? Yes. From the jump, it's a stretch. But I personally think because. I believe that O'Connell may have had a beef with Kiana's boyfriend. I mm -hmm. think there were a whole bunch of these drug dealer guys that had like kind of rap sheets, but nothing like murder. Mm -hmm. um, and he was trying to get them for something and hadn't been able to get them. And he was excited that he could get them for this. 
Which is horrible. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Omar's friend, who the cop thought was involved, mm-hmm. was not a DNA match. Mm-hmm. Omar volunteered his DNA mm-hmm. and was not a match. Wouldn't you do this before you printed their names in the paper? That's not great. You yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Kiana gives her DNA. She's not a match. Oh, and Omar has an alibi. It gets even more ridiculous. So <laughs> this is the point where I would I should not be on a jury because I realize this. I would the prosecutor would say, Well, look at him in this picture of himself posing in a white SUV. And I'd be like, He is guilty. Send him to jail. And then the defense would go, That picture on Instagram of him in the white SUV was taken years before he even moved to this town. That SUV never was even in this town. And I would say, it's a frame up. I'd, I would jump up out of my chair and be like, free Adnan Syed, free Brendan Dassey, and they would have to drag me out of court. My opinion can flip so much from one little bit of fact like that. But it just shows how you can manipulate evidence. You can say one thing and then explain it a little further and then it totally makes sense. It's also not an SUV. It's a truck. Are you sure? They called it an SUV. They did. But then he talks about it in interviews. Like, there's a white truck. It would never been in that town. I had it like three years before when I lived in a different town. White truck. Well, there you go. But from that blur, could we... T- yeah, it looks like an SUV on that blur. It did. It was it not a like truck. A, it looked like an SUV on yeah. that blur. But you couldn't see it in the Instagram picture. You could see white. Yeah, you could just see and that it was a white, like a higher high up car. Side, right. Yeah. But that's all you could see. You couldn't see what it was. So, right. I mean, they even had the make wrong. It's just, it's a bunch of... Hooey. Yeah. So the family, Heather's family, has had enough. It's been four months. Four months is not that long of an investigation. They no, usually but... take a lot longer. But they were pissed at O'Connell. They just think... I think yeah. they're mad because I think the longer that it goes on in the wrong way, right. the longer he looks at these other people, they're like, he's never going to look at who we're telling him to look at. Right. And they were like trying to give him names from the jump. Also, who are we talking to? That's Heather's sister and Heather's cousin. A cousin. The boy okay. is the That's cousin. What, yes. Okay. The boy is the cousin. Okay. Yes. Because we see the brother, her brother later. So Correct. I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Yes. It's the cousin, cousin that's sitting there. That I right. think she was fairly close to, it seemed like. Who were also great interviews, by the way. Yeah, they did a good job. Uh, They think that he should be looking at someone else. Here we go. Katie just said it. Heather's brother. What? I was shocked. So was I. The sister is saying, look at Josh, the brother. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're all full siblings or half siblings. Hmm. It was weird the way they phrased it. They were like, like saying to look at Heather's brother, where you would think they would have said her brother. They are half sisters. That's what I thought. They are half. I'm sorry. Uh, um, Heather, uh, the girl that we have the interview with and Heather, I'm not sure what their relationship is. They are only 18 months apart. Yeah. But that could be either. Yeah, my sister and I are 18 months, though. Yeah, it could mean nothing. That's what I'm saying. That I think the, the sister that's being interviewed and Josh are not related. That's Josh is only related to Heather. Feeling yeah. that vibe. But then there's something else that was really weird, which I'll okay. get to right now. So the brother, whose name is Josh, is being mm-hmm. interviewed by Josh. Mm-hmm. And he had sent Heather 
very mean texts the day of the murder. Right. Calling her stupid for failing her nursing exam, which I wish they had mentioned at the beginning. That's really cool that she was going after they did. a nursing degree. Did they? They did. They mentioned at the beginning that she had that she wanted to be a nurse. Okay. I but that it was, cool. but it like, but then she got pregnant, like she'd been a little derailed, I ah. think. So now she was trying to, but she was really excited about the job at the factory, is yeah. what they said. But the fact, I'm sure that she was, because I think, I'm pretty sure that it's a union gig. Right. Which means she probably did all right. Definitely you know made what enough she did? to support her kid. She um, worked the forklift. She did. Is and that she, not so badass? That is so cool, because I have been around a forklift and... It's not easy. That's, that's so cool. That's also a special license to do that. That's yeah. not just, you can't just do that. You have to have a special certificate to be able to work something like that because it's an insurance thing for the it's company. really cool. It makes me think of Madge from the work, from the warehouse that um, Michael Scott is like really mean to. And yeah. Pops, he like makes up he's names horrible. for her and he's horrible. Um, but no, Heather was really cool that she could do yeah. that. Um, And that she was becoming a nurse. And that she was trying to go for a nursing at the same time, yeah. uh, If anyone could stay up those late night nursing shifts, it's someone who's already worked at a factory night shifts. Yeah. Again, I don't know how people do it. Uh, So here's another part of the text that was really weird. He says, you're trash like your mom and dad. So at least one of them is his parent too, right? Right, right. Okay. So these are really bad texts. But why would he kill her? We don't know if there's a motive. My brother he, is still mad at me for when he thinks I almost hit him with the car, but I didn't. He's totally made it up in his mind, uh, but I, he's not going to kill me over it. Or maybe wow. he is. We'll wow. get him on the show. He really wants to come on. He does? All right. What does he want to talk about? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. All right. All right, Matt. Your time yeah. is coming. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? There's obviously an issue with the parents. We're not seeing the I parents. I think he in does this not. Episode. Yeah. And I think he has disowned the parents because he thinks they're trash. And he had hopes for her to maybe not be trash. This is his point of view. Even though I think she was doing really good, he was right. like, she's a single mom and she's kind of kicking butt at it. And so, he seems like when he explains it, what so is he, he comes- doing that's so great? But I think when he comes on and explains it to Josh, it rings very genuine. You sort of understand, okay, he's trying to play a, a fatherly role with her by being like, what's, ro- what's wrong with you? He's just doing it in a horrible way. And yeah, he, he says it's it. tough love. Right. I can see that that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to do that. He's just not doing it very well. And Failing. Way that is too not harsh. tough love. It's way yeah. too harsh. No. Right. He even says, like, that wasn't tough love. That was abusive. Like, he I does, which makes which made me happy because yeah. he totally gets it now. He's like, I see that that was like, and it's probably the last text he sent her. He exactly. probably feels horrible. That's horrible. I feel really bad for him because yeah. that's you know that's a hard one to take back. Yeah. So, now, well. what do you think of this? Yeah. O'Connell says that he asked for Josh the brother's DNA and he mm-hmm. would give it to him. Mm-hmm. Josh the brother says O'Connell never asked for his DNA. Well, I tend to believe the brother. <laughs> For reasons that we'll get to. I don't think that he would have been... I don't think he would have not, not given done it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So this brings us to Carmela, the girlfriend slash maybe mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She is wearing mm-hmm. a hoodie 
in her interview with Mank. Are we talking about this now or are you holding this? No, I'm I'm saying this right now because the person that the neighbor saw parking the car running away was also wearing a hoodie. Oh, wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put it together. Yeah. So a lot of people online were speculating, is she in prison? Is she the one? Because she's wearing a hoodie and the background looks like it might be prison-y. So they did do a good job with that, but her hoodie's a little nice for nice little, for prison. It's a little Tilly's for prison. <laughs> Tilly's, Tilly's. You know, Heather's sister and cousin are saying to O'Connell, "Look at Carmela. We mm-hmm. they really think it's either the brother Josh or Carmela. Mm-hmm. They think it's someone very close to Heather." Mm-hmm. They said that Carmela and Heather fought about jealousy. And then they say that Heather dyed her hair a lot and it was always kind of fried and that Carmela didn't like her hair. So the sister thought that Carmela might have killed her and then cut her hair. <sighs> That's a stretch. There's that note in Heather's car from Carmela and it mm-hmm. says you're something like you're dead to me which Carmela really regrets and says is the most terrible thing I could have said. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, it really is terrible that that would be the last thing. Mm -hmm. Carmela says there were no fights about her hair. She only maybe said once that she liked it better blonde, but it looks good both ways. It was Mm -hmm. that kind of conversation. And then somehow Heather's sister heard it as like, she hates my hair. Well, that's probably maybe we don't know Heather that she could be dramatic. So she could be a little dramatic and be like, it was a negative. It, it That's not a compliment to be like, I like it better like this. That's a like, so if you're insecure about your hair and you right. hear something like that, that's yeah. not a complete compliment. You're going to be like, I'm embarrassed. My hair looks bad. She doesn't like my hair. Gotcha. Or whatever. So yeah, you t- she took it to, and then for some reason, the sister remembered it. She remembered it's like, well, it. Why is she and saying something second, about your hair? Yeah, right. And, and then, then the second there was something about the hair and the body. About the hair. She and went it to looks that. like, because it's like she cut off the fried parts, right? The person yeah. cut it off. So, But yeah, who nice. hates someone's hair enough to cut it after they're dead? Like, I really hate the Rachel, but if I killed someone who had the Rachel, I mm-hmm. would not cut it off and be like, Screw you, Jennifer Aniston. I'm giving you the Audrey Hepburn. That'll show her, like, after I kill them. What? No. That's insane. No, I think that the the sister was just, like, anything that could be, like, there are all these things. These are, like, a multitude of reasons why Carmela is possibly the killer. I do think if Jan Brady were to kill Marsha Brady, she would cut her hair as an F.U. after she killed her. Because Marsha was too good, too into her hair, rubbed it in Jan's face. Yeah. Girl, look what you've done to me. (laughs) Me and my whole world. (laughs) That's good. Thanks, I got a good old (laughs) Davy Jones going. Yeah. So Heather's family... Keeps pushing to to O'Connell, mm-hmm. but he thinks it's his drug theory, and he is sticking with the drug theory. Gosh. And the family hates him so much, they're trying to get him kicked off the case. Yeah. They are done with him. Yeah. And then, as Mank says, the world blows up. That was a lot. That I was a prefer big sentence. The world turns upside down. 
You have no idea what I'm singing. It's Hamilton. The world turned upside down. The world turned upside down. You got nothing. Okay. So 16 months into the investigation, this is when the world blows up. The sheriff of that town, the guy who's the boss of O'Connell, is arrested. He was Sheriff Offer Overmeyer. He is over his pill allotment for the day. Yeah. He is stealing pills yeah. from like evidence lockers and he's stealing money from the department to yeah. pay for his habit. It's bad. It's really bad. So then it causes a trickle down effect where they start investigating basically everything that's going on in the department, Correct. which leads them to O'Connell. Uh -huh. And now he is under investigation for mishandling the case and possibly tampering with evidence and coercing victims, which is crazy. Like specifically I, this case, the Heather, yes. Heather's case. That's crazy. Yes. And I had just kind of thought he was myopic and maybe slightly racist, but I did not think he was full-on corrupt. Right, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. So he ends up resigning from the office mm -hmm. because he's facing these criminal charges. Yeah. And he moves on to another great job. No shame. No he shame, is, no. but all shade. But all shade. He is managing a Mickey D's, and he appears to Mank to be... The shell of a man. <laughs> he's it's very he's very sad and ashamed as he should be about how his career that was once so promising has ended up at McDonald's. That's and gotta be rough. It has to sting. You've worked your whole you went through the training to be a cop and all work got up to detective. And well, all he this says stuff. it's not the way I thought my law enforcement career would end. No, be but a manager. Not, you why didn't you move? In a couple years, Move. he would have prayed to be a manager in a McDonald's. So we'll get to that. Yeah, it's true. But seriously, move town. Leave town. I don't know if, like, your record, I'm assuming, follows you everywhere. Because there's that guy on 60 Days In, Zach, mm -hmm. whose wife, who was pregnant, had mishandled his firearm. And it got him fired. Oh. And it got him, like, blackballed. There's a callback from a week or two ago. He got, got him, like, blackballed from other departments he was tr flying to other states to interview because he couldn't find a department that would was willing to overlook this because it follows you and that's so why he's doing 60 day in move to, to tucson where they anything goes in tucson right yeah it does it's arizona get yourself to texas or arizona what or florida yeah. okay O'Connell do great. If Arizona's okay with Joe Arpaio, they're okay with O'Connell. Go down to the Florida Keys. There you go. There's a whole oh, they have their own government down there. Like go <laughs> go find yourself a margarita mama and like you're done. Um but wait. Did you see how shady Josh was about it? Josh did not pull a punch with O'Connell in the slightest. I can, he, we don't get to see his face say it, but we hear it in a voiceover and you can hear in his tone, he was delighted to be able to say that sentence about him <laughs> now being a manager at a McDonald's. 
And I'm wondering how many takes he had to do because they're like, you sound too laughing. happy. You, you sound, sound too, too happy. happy. You sound I'm sorry, too happy. Josh. You're we're still too into it. Josh, we're going to do that one more time. We're going to try to sound <laughs> a little more serious. Okay. Thanks again. <laughs> Josh, once again, we're getting a hint of gleeful Josh yeah, in we're that. Gonna need, we're going to need you to take it down. Yeah. <laughs> Think somber, Josh. You're not as excited. Uh, <laughs> so funny. The family is also giddy. They are like, bye, Felicia, introduce us to the new detective. Like, they are so happy that this is over. Yeah. And the new detective, his name yeah. is... Yep. Did you get this? I did. I'm so happy that you got this. Mm-hmm. This is Nick Katsopoulos, which several people pointed out on Twitter, is the name of one of Uncle Jesse's twin sons on Full House. It's pretty good. Nikki and Alex. We remember them well. Actually, we don't. They were annoying, and they were the cousin Olivers of that show. Hot take there. But I don't remember enjoying them very much. When you were asking me if I got it, I thought you meant, did I write it down? To which the answer was, "Mm mm-hmm. The fact that it was on Full House, no. That's why I said, I'm so happy you got it. Yeah, and then I realized that maybe I had missed something, and then I was hoping (laughs) that maybe it would click when you said it, and I did. I wasn't a big Full House. I uh, I don't have an extensive background. Yeah. See, I watched it religiously. And sorry. But the Nikki and Alex years, that was kind of rough. Is it like, later it, on? Well, it's much later. He marries um Becky and they Is that move Lori into Yes. She's in and, trouble. Yeah, she is. Okay. And they move into the attic because that's what grown people do when they get married. Uh Joey moves to the basement and Jesse moves to the attic with Becky and they have twins and they're Nikki and Alex, and they have the longest hair because he won't cut their hair. They are blonde, even though he's super Greek. Uh, and is it? Um, they have no personality. Is it uh, Zach and Cody? Is it those boys? No, but it's very much like them. Okay. Yeah, very much like them. Okay. Okay, so Nikki, cousin Nikki, is critical of O'Connell. He thinks he had blinders on. He finds absolutely nothing to connect the main three suspects to the crime. Again, they were accused publicly. In the media. Mm -hmm. in the media, in the newspapers. And if you're accused publicly of something- With pictures. With pictures. Photos of them them and mugshots because they had priors. So they put their mugshots in there. That's horrible. These people cannot get jobs now. People stare at them all the time. Yeah. And I know in our Patreon episode, we were kind of laughing when Candy was like, people stare at me everywhere I go. But she actually was involved in the crime and wore the worst top I've ever seen on Dateline. These people tried in their outfits on Dateline, and they had absolutely nothing to do with the crime. Right. So I feel very bad for them. Me too. It is I- not fair at all. So the next person that O'Connell looks into is Josh, the brother. They get his DNA, and it's not a match. So he is not the killer. Mm-hmm. He's just maybe, like, not the best brother in the world. Maybe. No, he maybe just had a bad day and went a little too harsh. Okay. You're very nice. I'm so to next, be nice. He lost his yeah. sister, and he seemed really sorry. Yeah, he did. No, you're right. He did. So next is Carmela. The detective focuses on her. Mm-hmm. But he finds her to be honestly heartbroken and very credible and helpful to work with. Mm -hmm. She gives her DNA. It is not a match. She also volunteers to do a polygraph, and Mm. she passes it. 
So it's been what seems like a matter of weeks, and Cousin Nikki has been able to clear everyone that O'Connell was facing over like a year and a half of looking at, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, With Nikki's- logical suspects. He's yeah. cl- and he's clearing people who the family are concerned about. Like totally. He's, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Cousin Nikki sees that the phone calls, sorry, the phone had pinged last at 9.20 a.m. And it was in a place kind of by the Whirlpool factory, but it was a large like miles long, like five miles right. wide Right, five-mile area. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, that's not helpful. No. But his team, and they, O'Connell had already figured this out, but O'Connell did not take it a step further. Correct. So Nikki's team is very tech-savvy, and they go to the satellites. And Mankey slyly points out, O'Connell didn't pursue this avenue. Was that... Shade. I think it's there's lots of shade. It's shade. It's shade. So, it's rightful shade. Rightful shade. Mm-hmm. The satellite, which I don't understand, but it's science <gasps> and good for science. Dang it. Well done, science. What? You don't? I mean, kinda. I wrote, I wrote down satellite tracking of phone. Maybe Kimberly. <laughs> Sorry, I let you down. That's all right. I just, I tried, to, I was trying to kind of figure out exactly, because they said they had to get a subpoena from Google, which I didn't understand, to get so Google, the information. You know how Google has like the Google Maps and Google Earth? Right. Where it can, so their satellites Theirs. are up there. And they can, I guess they're somehow communicating with phones whenever phones are pinging or maybe just checking GPS. Like maybe your GPS on your phone comes from a satellite, Can like I... the GPS in your car. So does it worry you that Google knows more about where you are than a police officer trying to solve a murder? They have to I mean, subpoena they always have. Google, this yeah. billion dollar company. Yeah. Point of the story is that the satellite pinpointed where her phone was. Right. Uh, So it's in, it's, her phone was within feet of the front door of a trailer at a trailer park. The guy who lives in the trailer is Daniel Myers. He is in his 40s and he also works at Whirlpool. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Which could be huge or it could not be, depending on how big this town is, because there are lots of towns with factories in them where, like, most people work at that factory or have a relative that works at that factory. Right. So we don't know. But this is where it gets really cringy. O'Connell had assumed that his other detectives would interview fellow Whirlpool employees. It is not even actually clear if they did or how many or what he certainly didn't and you know what happens when you assume o'connell you make an set of you and then you again (laughs) yeah (laughs) i said it he also ignored an email that specifically pointed to daniel did it it didn't no it did where did it in the email because i read the email so where was it oh did it just say i know a guy it said Unfortunately, I think maybe Dateline put up the wrong email because it's like, I've been writing you and you're not getting back to me. And it's like, 
look, I know someone that works at Whirlpool that could have done this to a woman. But it's also, it says Sean, comma. So it's somebody that knows O'Connell is writing and him this email. ignored, we don't, Dateline says he dismissed or forgot. Sure. Just did not. Or yeah. did nothing to it. Right. Yeah. What was he doing for 16 months that he didn't have one day where he said, I'm going to reread these files and see if we missed anything? No, he was laser focused on yeah. his three suspects who were yeah. so incorrect. I just, yeah. I hope he is now demoted at Mickey D's to cleaning up the ball pit after a kid has thrown up his Happy Meal in it. No, he's a manager. Yeah. But Kathy wants to talk to him every day. Every day. Can I talk to the manager? Every day this fish fillet is not fresh. (laughs) It's a fish fillet. Well, no duh. No duh. No duh. It's a fish fillet. This tartar sauce tastes like mayonnaise. Kathy, go to the back of the line. (laughs) It is mayonnaise, Kathy. Just go back. Uh, Also on Twitter, this was big. Mank revealed on Twitter that there were several female employees at the Whirlpool who were scared of Daniel. Did you see Daniel? He is creepy we, as We F. are on a 10 scale of creep. Yeah. 10. Yeah. But as Mank points out in Twitter, again, he's so much shade on Twitter. What he say? says, a simple police interview would have found that out. Like in 13 seconds. Oh, you did it. 13 seconds. Is there anyone here that makes you uncomfortable or that the girls don't like? Every single girl would be like, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Well, I'm going to have my partner interview Daniel. I'm going on break or whatever. And the partner's like, I'm going to send it off to an intern to do. Like, what's happening? Hmm. Daniel. So the cops go see Daniel, Nikki. And he says he barely knew Heather. They kind of worked together. He had never seen her in the trailer park. She had never come to his house. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's lying. Mm-hmm. They find out the flooring in his trailer had been replaced. They test his DNA, and it it's a match. Yes. So Nikki thinks that he lured Heather there and tried to have sex with her. And when she refused, he killed her. I think that's very likely. I think he's an incel. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Incel? Yeah. Do you want me to school you? Yeah. What? So an incel is the newest form of creepy douchebags. It is an internet trend. It's very big. It stands for uh, involuntary celibate. Oh, so I-N-C-E-L. Correct. Now, this is a group of straight white men who are bitter and on their pity pot that they can't get women and they hate women because of it. They are racist and they think men of color are stealing their women. They are homophobic and they think that women are stealing their women. Oh my. They are categorized as a hate group. Mm -hmm. They talk online about raping women and getting what's owed to them because women owe them sex. They want, or they talk about attacking women who are sexually active and men who are getting some because they're not getting some. Their stereotype is like a guy who lives in his basement of his parents' house and, and is, is unemployed. In his 40s. 
and is unemployed and in his 40s. Yes. Hmm. There was a mass shooting in Santa Barbara a few years ago. Right. And he had a manifesto about how he was trying to get revenge on all these women who wouldn't date him. And that's why he was doing it. So now incels use his name as like a do this for him or they have their name have like their username is his name. And there have been a bunch of shootings and attacks since then where the they have online called themselves him or saying they're doing it for him or like, so his, you know, work won't be in vain. And they, they call themselves incels? They call themselves incels. How? Yes, this is what they have created. And they're martyr. They've made him a martyr. They make themselves victimized. And it's society who doesn't respect the white man anymore and women should be just dating them and doing what they want women are sex objects and they should just be giving into them do so they and they are aware they're smart enough to be aware that incel sounds really close to imbecile right no they're not that smart clearly this is the worst thing i've ever heard yeah so they're an online like it's in subreddit and a lot they've been they're the internet keeps trying to kick them out and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Especially there's a ton of overlap with uh, white supremacist groups. Yeah, I'll bet. And those dudes. But there, it's, it has to do with like toxic masculinity and what men think they're owed or straight Good. white men think they're owed. Good lord. It is, it's super gross and messed up. And this guy looks like. When a did this prime crime happen? Incel. This crime happened in. 2000, so which would, is like a year after Santa Barbara. So this would have been a group that had maybe already formed. You would think that maybe he was part yes. of this movement. I am just speculating, but he's one. Even if he, he wasn't part of it, he has that idea. And do you remember the two lesbians who were on the beach and yes. they were attacked? He was an incel. He well remember how he had known who they were because he was like Facebook friends with one of them, right? And she had said she was going to the beach that night with her girlfriend, mm -hmm. and a lot of people thought it was a hate crime. And I said I think it's a hate crime because I think he's mad at lesbians because they don't want him, right? And he thinks all women should want him. So I think it's that whole same mentality. Yeah, you can Google it. There's like a long Wikipedia page on it, and. A ton of stuff on it. It's really gross. Wow. It's it's just gross. Do you read about? It's I don't. Nasty. I can't. I don't even. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Thank you for the TED talk. I need to. Yes. Know. All right. This is my TED talk. So that's what I think happened because he looks like that kind of guy. Yeah. They think he cut her hair not as anything personal, not as a serial killer thing, but just to get rid of his DNA. But it's dumb because he did not check under her fingernails. Like yeah, he to, also put her in the shirt. Yeah, but again, we don't know if they ever tested the shirt. Yeah, okay. Why didn't the, why don't why don't we know if they tested the shirt or not? Anyways, Danny Boy gets life sentence, yeah. and Carmela makes a statement in court. Yeah, and she crushed it. Yes, she did. She's amazing. Watch she this says, episode to watch her statement. It was like the best statement I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. She like drops the mic at the end of it. Mm -hmm. She says, "I'm excited for your future." That's the for someone who's going away to life for prison. She says, I'm excited for your future. She, she says, I know it's going to be a short one. I hope you rot in hell, you piece of. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Uh, and Mank so sweetly asks Carmela if she's going to be OK. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was my precious moment. It was the sweetest thing. 
the family, Heather and the Heather's sister and the cousin, mm-hmm. they feel really badly, as they should, about thinking it was Carmela. Right. And I thought this was gonna be a repeat. Do you remember the dateline where the two women hug in court and then Mank or somebody's interviewing them and saying, You guys hugged that and she goes, I know, it's so beautiful. I really think she, she forgave so me and it was the most beautiful moment in my life and I'll never forget it. And then they cut to the other woman who's like, I mean, I yeah. hugged her, but it was like instinct. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't mean I forgive her. Yeah. Was, I hate her guts. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. It was so embarrassing. So no. I thought this was gonna be that no, moment. No, no. Um, because they say like we we apologized, you know, and um, and so they say they they hugged her in court and they cried and they yeah. they felt horrible and then they cut to Carmela and she says they tried to apologize and I said stop mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god it's gonna be one of those moments Mm-mm. but it's not because she says stop you don't owe me an apology. This is your sister who you loved so much. You were just trying to protect her. You had every reason to think what you did. Like, no apology necessary. And it's so nice. It's like the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. It was actually my quote for the episode. She says, we were fighting against each other for loving the same person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's exactly what was happening. Because you know Carmela had her theories, too. You know Carmela probably thought that it was Josh, the brother, or somebody. Totally. You know, she probably thought the same kind of thing. So I think... That was a, it was a really great thing that at least they could come together and like grieve in, yeah. the, in the end. Well, Carmela also worked at Whirlpool. So I would be very curious to know what mm. she thought of Daniel, if she knew Daniel or if she knew of any interactions between Daniel and Heather. Because if Heather's her girlfriend, they probably gossiped about him and how he was creepy. I have a feeling that, I mean, I think there's hundreds of people that work there. That's true. I think so Daniel, she might not have known him. Right. I think that. But did a, he, did Heather know him or did they just, we don't know. Yeah, we don't I mean, know. I mean, they knew we, him. I mean, we don't, we are not given a lot of information about the end of this case. I'd be curious to ask Josh certain questions. He said about, a couple things online. Did he? So he thinks yeah. that she was going through a hard time because of anxiety and maybe she had gone to his house, I don't know, to like he said he would talk to her or I don't know, maybe smoke pot. I'm not sure. But he also thought that she wanted to study more for her um, retake of her nurse's exam. Mm -hmm. And Josh has a theory that I'm not sure where he gets this, but that um, Daniel said he had some books that she could loan, borrow. So that's why she went there. Um, I'm not sure where he, he gets that from. Maybe Daniel, like his mom was a nurse or something. I don't know. But Interesting. That's Josh's theory, that there are a couple of solid reasons, because I think he was worried people online were going to shame her for going over there at two in the morning to Daniel's, or not two in the morning, eight, nine in the morning, or six in the morning, I uh-huh, guess, after uh-huh. work. But, and people were like, why, why would she go to this strange guy's house, you know? And I think Josh was trying to protect her and say, there's a couple really good you know, reasons that kind of make sense of to why she would go to this guy's house. He lured her there with promise of something, you know? I'm sorry, we're sure she went willingly to the house? Uh, yeah, I think so. Unless something happened in the parking lot. We're sure nothing happened in the parking lot? Because we don't have we any don't video know. of her in the parking lot. 
Josh did not seem to think so. Okay. He seemed well, to think I, she I'll... went there willingly because he promised her something. Okay. Yeah, because we don't really hear anything about the actual crime. Like, because... Because he pleads, but that that was interesting to me because he pled guilty, so he would have had to describe the crime to the court. So we're not we're not given exactly what happened at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I'm wondering if that was to protect her and the family requested that, which is totally okay. You mean like they requested that of Dateline? Yes, requested the Dateline not reveal the details of exactly how she died. I would totally agree with you, except for the fact that they show a full-on shot of her body in the trunk on Dateline, except they blur out her face. Right, okay. And they show that part of the trial, and it seems just horrible. And a lot of people on Twitter were like, I didn't expect I was actually going to see a dead body today. You know, because usually they just do like a weird close-up of like someone's hand. Sure. Maybe they were okay with that to show how horrific it was, but they didn't want the actual details. I don't know. Maybe they don't want the daughter. Maybe you're totally right. They don't want the daughter to ever see this and to have to hear the details. Right. Also, did no one in the trailer park hear the gunshots? Yeah, I mean... And did we ever find the gun? No. Interesting. Okay. We never found the gun. Not that... I mean, he obviously did it. He pleads guilty to avoid the death penalty, but I'm just wondering how he must have in trial described how he got her to his house that information must be out there somewhere because he ha- would have had to that's how you do it you have to describe it mm-hmm. so i don't is know is that always part of the case i think it is i think if that you, you have to you deal? have to say i'm guilty this is what i did but maybe that. he did a truncated version maybe it was just really short yeah i don't i don't know that's very okay interesting okay so Former Detective O'Connell. Yes. Um, Detective Big Mac, we'll call him. Sure. Took a plea deal admitting to evidence tampering, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And he gets two years in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you rarely ever see that. So Correct. I thought that was just awesome. Also, a cop in prison is going to do really well. Extremely well. It's going to be really popular. He must have, but he must have, whatever he did, there were apparently like nine charges against him and then they, it got dropped down to two because of the statute of limitations. But like, seriously, it must have been real bad for him to get two years. He, yeah, he p- pled guilty to the evidence tampering mm-hmm. so that the other stuff would get dropped because mm-hmm. there was so much other stuff. So much stuff. All oh, about so this bad. case. He must have just rigged it from top to toe. He must have rigged that dog. He must have done. I'm surprised he didn't plant a gun in the water. Like, to be honest. Oh, that's a really good point. I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, that's a real. He goes full on Manitow County. Yeah, exactly. So he apologizes to Heather's family in court. Too late. And this is so unfair that the camera is on him and we don't get to see their faces. Yeah. Because I I want to see see Carmella. I want to see Carmella's (laughs) face. I can think of so many gifts that of what her face is. Mm-hmm. By the same token, though, I did want to point out that the family was kind of just as blindsided as he was, just for different people. But the difference being yeah. that they're not cops, so it's not their job. You're right. So, just wanted to point that out. No, that's a good point. Mank tells the family that Heather would be proud of them. Yeah. So, do you have any outside information? No, just about, really just about Overmeyer. 
it's just kind of fascinating. His stuff is just, I would recommend looking it up, everybody, because there's that that sheriff was really bad. He was really awful. He had like a whole other girlfriend and his wife and daughter didn't know like all this stuff comes out about all the pills that he stole. And he's like trying to tell people he never took them. He took the (laughs) pills, but he never actually took them. Was he selling them? No, I don't know what he was doing. He He said, I took the boxes, but I didn't take them. And like, there's like these recorded phone calls with the girlfriend where he's trying to convince her that, well, I had a pill problem, but I didn't take those pills. Like, oh my god, I was addicted <laughs> to other kinds of pills. It was really, it was really bad. Um, and How then, much money did he end up stealing from the department? Oh, I didn't say. Hold on, maybe I, maybe I have it here. Um, I was more interested too in the all the O'Connell stuff. Was I? I thought it might be like a a series of investigative like malpractices something like that but really all of these charges are about heather's case so whatever he really messed up it was this case that he got he got caught on well this is what someone on twitter was wondering is if they were now going to open all of his previous cases Mm. because technically they really should Mm. to make sure that he didn't do this to other people because there could be other people that he totally railroaded and fixed evidence and stuff that could be in jail right now you're totally right. So all those cases are going to get looked at now. I would hope so. That's really I don't bad. Know. B-roll bonanza? Oh, yeah. At the beginning, I felt like they're very stepping up their B-roll. It's like we're looking through the lens of a microscope mm-hmm. or like the like a, the revolver of a gun or something. And the suspects are are like rolling by in a circle. Oh, you know, I didn't like even see that. the hole of huh. the thing. Okay. it was It was good. Um, in high school, Heather tried out for a game show, which I wanted to know more about. Yeah. Because I love that. Because I've tried out for several game shows. I was on a game show. That's right. I'll talk about that in another time. But how do you do it as a high schooler? Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe it was Double Dare. Oh, I wonder. No. No, this was way too late. No, maybe it wasn't. No, way too late. Because she wasn't that old when she passed. So, okay. Uh... Okay, so now I'm I'm one thousand percent certain I'm adding Water Tower to Bingo Cards because it really is in like half the Datelines at least. Okay, is a shot of a Water Tower. Yeah, we got that. two mm-hmm. in this one, and one of them says Whirlpool on it. Sorry, I'm forgetting what state we're in. Where is Sandusky? Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Oh, Sandusky, yes. Ohio. Sandusky, Ohio. Like Jerry Sandusky. No, isn't that where Michelle's from? Or, um, sorry, Danielle? Danielle from 90 Day Fiance? She's from Sandusky. (gasps) No, I'm... Someone on Twitter... I'm 90% sure she's from... She's from Sandusky, Ohio. (gasps) That's why I know it. Look it up, please, yep, yep, right yep, now. Yep, 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 I'm on it. I'm because on it. I've often let's... thought she is going to lead to yeah, the Dateline so let's, killing. Let's also find out if she works at Whirlpool. Danielle. What's her last name? We don't uh, know. Doesn't matter. Don't know. Wait, so this is why Julie Vaughn on Twitter tweeted at us, automatic alternative theory, Danielle from 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. Sandusky, Ohio resident, married Very the much good. younger Tunisian national in 2014. The same year as this happened. Oh, my no, this God. this happened in 2015. 
They were divorcing as this happened. She was questioning if she was going to get him deported or not. And she went back and forth on it every single day. And her friend tried to talk some sense into her. Danielle cannot be talked sense into. No, Danielle knows that what girl Danielle has does. none. No. Do you? Do I get points? With yeah, you that's for really making good. The connection to Danielle. That's really good. I'm very so impressed. Now we know. That's, there you go. So now that this changes everything, let's. This just, does. This breaks everything wide open. Was Danielle ever dating or married to Mac O'Connell? Big Mac. No, because we saw his wife. When they're going into court. Do you think she ate at that McDonald's? Oh, and would 100%. see him there? Do you think she She's ever asked to speak she to the manager? She has a punch card at that McDonald's. Worlds collide. Yeah. I want to hear a Carmela's hot take on Danielle. Like, I want to know if they're, if she, Carmela is a good judge of character. Yeah, and if she Carmela just wants to come on the show and talk to us, that I would welcome it. that. Anybody yeah. knows Carmela, come on, she, come and talk to us. Hear yeah, we want to talk about yeah. what Sandusky is like and what Danielle is like. Yeah, and what is this nonsense that went down? Like your whole police department is corrupt somehow. That yeah. must have been well, a shakeup of all shakeups. There's just I mean, mayhem happens, in the streets. But <laughs> you've got Danielle running around. Like, I can't. It's a lot. We need to, Sandusky's on what our list. What kind of town is this We're where going the cops to can do whatever they want and Danielle can film and represent your city on TLC? For That's years. Nuts. For years. Oh okay, so this is my other favorite B roll is, yeah. is O'Connell is yeah. at the parking lot oh, of yeah. the. <laughs> he's in the he's in the apartment's parking lot mm-hmm. and he's strolling around like thinking mm-hmm. about how he now has to work at McDonald's or something. He takes off his sunglasses. Someone said it was like he was trying to be on like CSI Miami. Yes. And then at one point he kind of is looking across the grass yes. by these hedges uh-huh. or shrubbery and mm-hmm. it's he acts like he spots something. Yes. And he work walks towards something. Maybe it was a clue or like a joint cuz there's drug <laughs> deals that happen here and he like he paces right towards it like really with purpose yep. but f- no reason cuz then he kind of just stops and just looks at the hedges like there's there's nothing yeah. like he's just looking at the brush, but like I, purposefully, but with no purpose. So O'Connell is clearly like a um, what are the bird watchers called? What is their what is their official <laughs> an title? An, an aviist or something. Or something. A- and so yeah. he goes he goes towards the that's a yellow tail that's a yellow tailed finch. <laughs> they haven't been spotted in Ohio since 1983. <laughs> I was a young boy. Oh my goodness. Okay, but. This is not the only ridiculous shot of O'Connell that we get because I wrote down there's literally like three or four B-roll shots of O'Connell just standing. And then there's one where the camera sort of swoops around him, but he's turning his body too. So they've like timed it and he's turning his body to kind of look at the horizon. So he's turning his shoulders and his head kind of cocks. And then there's another one where he's standing in a different parking lot. With his glasses in his hand, like he's going to give someone a talking to. But they're just chilling in his hand. He's not doing anything. He's just standing in outdoor areas. This is why he agreed to be on the state line. Because he knew that they it was not going to make him look great. But he felt like the only way he could fix his reputation was to look really badass during his B-roll. Right. But he failed spectacularly, like obviously. Like, how much can I look like David Caruso? 
I'm gonna look like David Crusoe. Yeah. And then when he's driving, he's slouched down with his arms out. Yes, like he, he is. He is so slouched. It's like when Broomhilda, uh, one of your many cats, sits um, with her, like you a know, person? with the stomach folded, yes. Yes. like a person. Yeah. And there's like a pooch, mm-hmm. and it's like he's sitting that low in the car. Yeah. Like he's so cool. He's yeah. too cool to even sit up straight. And. It is so weird, and now I'm thinking he really was enjoying himself, and that's why he came on the state line. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Why do you think he came on? I know. I think it was very surprising to, I guess, to get some last shred of decency because he knew they could really do a hit job on him without him on there. And there were a couple times where I thought he was okay, and then I realized how bad he was. But there were a couple times at the beginning where I was like, oh, he seems to be trying. Like, he's not ignoring the case. And then I just realized he was trying in the worst way possible. He did the biggest offense to me, which I have in all caps, is when he's being interviewed with Josh, there's one point where he says, you know, Josh, he says Josh's name. I know. I heard that. I do not like that. I wrote in all caps, don't you say his name. Don't you do that. <laughs> you aren't his You're friend. Very protective. You aren't of him. his friend. You don't no. you don't know him. You don't say Josh. No. You call him Miss Mr. Mankowitz. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Or nothing. You just yeah. but you don't say Josh. No. Like no. No. It was so casual, like they were just on the same level you it are was. not on the same level and that's when i think you're guilty because you're trying to make it like mm-hmm. he's overdoing it you know mm-hmm. we're not i'm not playing that game o'connell no i think i was looking down at that moment and i heard the word josh and i kind of I, it was like nails on a chalkboard and i like looked yeah. up i was like what no. was that don't you, you do don't that. do that don't you do no. it that's yeah true. i know um so quotes I loved yeah. this was not that, obviously, mm-hmm, at the beginning. And it was accompanied by the close-up of Josh's face. See, mm-hmm. we can say Josh. Doesn't we've, sound bad. We've we met him. Josh. It's like saying Madam President or or ma'am. If you've met them, you can say ma'am. If you're meeting them for the first time, it's Mr. President, not sir. Is that the rule? Or Madam President. Are if you just making this up? What's in V? Oh, that it's Madam President, but if you've met them, it's ma'am. Okay, I trust Phoebe. But the first time, first time it's Mr. President or Madam President, and then it turns to ma'am and sir. Okay. So Josh is Sir Mankiewicz or Mr. Mankiewicz. We have met him. Yeah. It is Josh. Yeah. So he tried to get as many spinning metaphors in as possible because of Whirlpool. Because of the, oh yeah, there we go. Did you not catch that? Mm-mm. You didn't Mm-mm. get that? <laughs> Finally, I got something that you didn't Mm-mm. get. I'm so happy. He says, a human cyclone of distrust. This is while she's wearing the Whirlpool shirt. It's over her wearing the Whirlpool shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, until the spin cycle started again. Oh, there we go. That's could not be more obvious. He's good, talking about a washing machine. Good guys. job. That's great. Yeah. Then the last one is, it's a repeat. It's a Josh repeat. He said, the data was manna from heaven, which he has on an earlier episode said, manna from forensic heaven. Yes. He loves his manna. Yeah. I've heard the manna from heaven a couple times. It's good. Yeah, he, he loves the manna. MVP loser. Really? Well, MVPs, there's a few. 
Well, I would say Carmela beats all Me of too. them, Me too. She's number one. A number Despite one. wearing a hoodie on Dateline, I am. I love Carmela. She is my MVP. Oh, and Josh said on Twitter that she showed up to the interview wearing the hoodie, and they were maybe going to have her change, and then they were like, no, it's perfect, because it makes her look like she might be in prison. So there you go. Yeah. He was like, it was lucky coincidence. There you go. Uh, loser, obviously. Well, oh, McConnell. Is Detective, it O'Connell or McConnell? It's O'Connell, but he's also Detective Big Mac. So it's, Are you sure it's not McConnell? Because I wrote McConnell. I'm a thousand percent it's O'Connell. So I'm not sure what happened to me. I think I wanted it to be McConnell because it was McDonald's. Yeah, that's I think where that's I got trapped. What you're, that's where you got confused. I fell into the uh, pit. The okay. trap. That's what I they fell you into do. the pit. Okay. That's- uh, Brand's unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Well, I'm so sorry, Whirlpool. I'm sure you make quality products. Yeah. At an affordable cost. No. They don't. I don't think Whirlpool's cheap. I don't know. They're at Sears, aren't they? Sears is not cheap. No, but it's like good quality for like not thousands of dollars. I think it's thousands of dollars. Maybe it is thousands of dollars. What a do whirl- I know? A wor- you don't. A Whirlpool I don't even have a washing machine, a- guys. That is I go na- to the laundromat. Whirlpool's name brand. So name brand stuff is expensive. I'm saying it's not like. You, you're buying li- off brand washing? Yeah, it's not like THX10. Like is the brand that like you could get. I mean, there's weird things out there. I would there. not buy that though. Well, that does not seem like quality. That seems like it's going to blow up. I don't know. If you're on a budget, when your washer breaks, it's a disaster. Yeah, I've heard that. But I don't know because I don't own a washer. <laughs> I'm being Linda. Linda. <laughs> I'm Linda, but I'm really Linda. I don't. I have that little Japanese washing machine that I hook up to my sink. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a dryer portion. It just spins like a couple times and then things are really just very damp. Uh, it doesn't do a very good job. <laughs> Joan Rivers Fashion Police. I loved Mankey was wearing this gorgeous hanky. Mm-hmm. It's bright, hot pink or mm-hmm. red maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe fuchsia. Mm-hmm. And it, it's lined with blue or purplish kind of mm-hmm. piping. I really liked it. Did you see the polka dot tie? Everyone loved the polka dot tie loved on it. Twitter and I missed it. Oh, it's at the end. It's the last oh, okay. one he wears, I'll I think. Okay, I'll look for it. It's, the, it's like it. a dark blue and white, but the polka dots are big. Oh. They're big, widely spaced, which is funny because it's a little bit of a Minnie Mouse design. <gasps> and I'm wondering if he... If that's I mean, a If it had been red, it would have been really obvious. Yeah. But, I mean, I doubt it, but I'm wondering if it was like a nod. <laughs> I don't know. Interest. It was an interesting choice. There wasn't Speaking really Speaking of alternative theories. Yeah. Mickey Mouse, and we would know if it was Mickey Mouse if there was a handprint that only had three fingers and a thumb. (laughs) Did you write that down? No. You did write it down. No. Don't lie to me. (laughs) I written in your notes. No. Not at all. Did you just want to acknowledge the fact that Mickey has three fingers and a thumb? No, because I think it'd be funny if there was a handprint and it had three fingers and a thumb, and they were like, it's Mickey. <laughs> There's a guy with this, a detective with a cigar. Well, <laughs> that, <laughs> it's some that, rascally mouse that did this. That mouse again. <laughs> that one with a high pitched voice. <laughs> His girlfriend's Minnie. They hang out this bar downtown. He works on some sort of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he 
tugboat captain. The steamboat. <laughs> He's friends with a duck and a dog that talks and drives a car. The duck doesn't wear pants. They're a pretty goofy Something's bunch. going on. They're swingers. They're in a wolf pack of some sort. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Okay, titles. Oh. Should I do mine because they're not that great? Mine aren't very good. We can do switch off. Okay. I had good ones for the Patreon episode. Not so much for this. I tried a long time to get someplace with Whirlpool. Nothing yeah. that wasn't obvious. Okay, go ahead. Well, I got a new catchphrase, which oh. is Whirlpool. We get the stains out of your dirtiest cops. Very good. And you're utilizing your colon. I and used I like the it. colon. Yeah, yeah I, d- I'm, I learned. Yep, you're going to you. have some regularity with that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. That's it. That's my only poop joke. I got it. <laughs> there you go. But here's one that's good. Okay. Jagged little kill. Oh, there you go. Okay, we're done. That's it. I'm writing. That's it down. good, right? Yep. Um, and then I had. What do you a mean song. yours aren't very good? I had a song too. Oh, you ready? Well, yeah. Okay. Everywhere you look, everywhere is a cop. Who is super, super shady? There we go. It's okay, perfect. wait, let me try again. Let me try again. <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere is a sheriff who's stealing pills from the county. No? Yeah. I like it. Who's being super, super racist. <laughs> Can I do that? All of the above, yes. <laughs> Do you think he was racist or do you think he just like had a beef with that guy? I think he had a beef with several of those people and suspicions are high that it's racism. Really? Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Okay, you do you do your tales. They're not good. I had no mouse in the big house. Don't know. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, I was tired. I don't know what happened to me. And then I had US factory made murder. Don't know. Your titles were excellent. I don't have any titles today. Okay. <laughs> do you have tweets? I hope I you do. have. A, I hope you have good tweets. I do. Okay. Let's start off with Tammy. Our dear Hi, friend. Tammy. She said at date dateline SOS. I'm being mocked and sabotaged while playing bingo by Josh Minkowitz. Hashtag show the hanky because <laughs> there's one shot where it's like almost like chest up but you can't see the hanky oh. so she was very upset and josh tweeted back ha ha ha, ha. He, was, he did he was full-on taunting her and then josh. she tweeted later she goes hello mr josh mankowitz i cannot see one of your hankies when you are interviewing her sister it's cut off in the shot what color is it are you wearing one trying to win bingo over here <laughs> i love tammy so much good job tammy she takes it really seriously and i love it so much good um uh nikki bay for life so how does your family dinner look after you've accused your brother of possibly being your sister's killer yeah awkward uh rebecca crook if you cut my hair when you murder me i'll haunt you well fan of dallas sir i'm thinking pot smokers aren't gonna beat you shoot you hog tie you and cut your hair too much work. Seriously. And middle is Martha wrote, they will steal all the tater tots from your freezer. Yeah, that one. 
Um, Citizen Janny wrote, so Mr. Detective is now managing a McDonald's and he's still sporting the long arm of the law look, Lord. And then one chicklet wrote, I imagine he's not known as a kind boss. Right. And Robert said, heaven help you if you take too many ketchup packets at that McDonald's. Yeah. Because seriously. you know, he like misses having authority. And so he's getting off on the authority he has as the manager at the McDonald's. And he's being a total douchebag, I think, to his underlings and his, like, people that shop there. I disagree. Really? Nope. I think he's totally phoning it in. I think he hardly ever shows up. I think he's got an assistant manager that'll do all the work for him. And I think he's hardly ever there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter now because he is flipping fries in the commissary of prison whatever they call that yeah. place the co- it's not a commissary i don't That's think they have right. fries i think he's flipping cup of noodle there we go yeah sure uh sherry uh said the cop is really pondering in that parking lot many times multiple <laughs> um, times of pondering b-roll cyber rose 2014 said why is that damn detective always in the bushes what's <laughs> What did I say? It's so many times outside. I know. I know. Uh, Laura says, Detective O'Connell confusedly meandering in this parking lot is just absurd. Is he lost? Did he get a contact high? I don't know what he's doing. (laughs) He got a contact high from that apartment. (laughs) And now he's just pondering. What is he doing? (laughs) Sunglasses on. Sunglasses off. Sunglasses in hand. He had to shake it up for the look of reading glasses in hand. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Sherry again, who's Buckeye Girl 25, said she was smoking marijuana when the cop knocked on her door. I'm just imagining that episode of The Office when Dwight found part of a joint in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Summer of Soaps said, I'm sorry, Carmela. I guess you just have random taste in clothes. There were lots of people apologizing to Carmela because they were all referencing their earlier tweets when they were like, I thought she she did it. This girl did it. She's wearing a hoodie. She totally did it. I was the only one. I did not. I thought the hoodie was too nice. I was like, no, they're not giving her Puma. you're a connoisseur of hoodies. Uh, Kim Sterical says, Kim Sterical says, the evidence points to O'Connell being a racist. Yeah, for real. Katie the Human, who's our listener, who loves Disney, everything's about Disney, uh, all her pictures, she said, someone would think something fishy had, what is, what am I trying to say? Someone would know something fishy happened to me if I wasn't wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. They would be like, she's not wearing a Disney shirt. Something is terribly wrong. Wow. It's like if I was wearing, like, what's something I do not like? Like a Nickelback shirt. You'd probably be like, there you go. Or a shirt that has that guy on that Invisalign commercial that I hate. If I had him's face on my shirt. If you could send it to me, it'd be helpful because I can't relate to it. The guy? Yeah. He's just I a normal know. guy. He's done but absolutely nothing brand? to me. You, you said you've seen the brand a million times, but you can't remember it. So I can't smile look it up. Smile Direct, I Thank think. Thank you. There we I go. I think it's Smile Direct. Now I got or it. Or Smiles Direct. Okay. Oh, you're going to be mad about this. Which always makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Don Kerr said, someone at Whirlpool, huh? It'll all come out in the wash. All right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Meredith Walter said, is this detective related to Uncle Jesse with the last name? First, Aunt Becky gets into legal trouble, and then we find out <laughs> Uncle Jesse has a cousin in law enforcement. Ooh, we totally forgot to talk about the one fashion police thing that was great about Katsopolis. He's wearing his badge around the neck the whole time. The necklace The neck thing. badge. Mm-hmm. It was a good look. It was really cool. I like, I like that. It. We don't see it that often anymore. And he's like, sometimes we see it in older detectives or older police officers, yes. but he's kind of young. It was surprising, but it was neat. Janine Garofalo has a whole routine about how the cops on Law & Order like made that switch from the badge being in the wallet to being on the necklace. To being on the they neck. They wear it on the necklace and she's like, it's really sexy. Yes, it is. <laughs> badge the necklace. Shame. Although yeah. it's probably really difficult to maneuver if you're leaning over to look at a body it and you've got heavy. it on a chain. Yeah. It's like a wrapper with a gold chain on have it. Have you ever felt them? They're heavy. They like, they have weight to it. That's so. going to hurt your neck after a while. Well, he's on interview though. He's got to wear it. Yeah, that's true. He's not. He can't just flip it up to show Josh like I'm a cop. Like, no, he's they wearing would, it high. He's too. wearing he's it high. Yeah, it. it's high and tight. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, and then last but not least is Christine. Expressions by C said, "Whirlpool be like it was this guy," and then a picture of the Maytag repairman. <laughs> I can't say it. And a picture of the Maytag repairman. <laughs> you know the guy with the hat oh, yeah. and he's in all those commercials yeah 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 so he's the killer but meyer is meyer is like you take one look at him and you're like well it was clearly you if he didn't do this he did something else he did something because he did not something good. somewhere no because... yeah there's someone's someone's hurt uh if not he's at least cyberbullying someone he's a troll yeah, at the very least. Yeah, I, and I hate me. to say that. I hate to say it, but it's it's true. Oh yeah. no, it's true. All right. I don't know why you hate to say it. Because I don't want to judge someone just by the way they look. But in this case, Daniel Myers looks like we are fully going to judge him. Okay, awesome. Um, I think that's all we had, right? Yep. Thank you so much to Claire for this episode. She didn't. She didn't suggest this episode. We just are doing this episode and dedicating it to her. Just to be clear. Thanks, Claire. We love you, Claire. Clear for Uh, Claire. Follow us. What did you say? We're being clear for Claire. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We have funny conversations all week long. Check out our Patreon page and uh, check us out at CrimeCon. You can come see us in real life using the code DateDateLine19. And don't watch alone. Watch with your Maytag repairman. Watch while pondering in the bushes. Watch with Danielle. Go to Sandusky and watch with Danielle. She needs a friend. She thinks she has a new boyfriend who is also 20 years younger than her and a fitness model on Instagram. But he's her boyfriend. Go, Go to Sandusky and give Danielle a stern talking to. And if you don't know what we're talking about. Where have you been? Why aren't you watching 90 Day Fiance? It's good. It's good on you. If you don't know what we're talking about in this case, it's good because it means that your world hasn't been tarnished by 90 Day Fiance. You know about real important things like who incels are. Yeah, it means you're pure at heart. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Everywhere you look, everywhere's a heart.